0: The theme for our conversation with our Lord this, this afternoon is the Blessed Trinity. Sunday, we celebrate the Feast of the Blessed Trinity. And there is a wonderful tradition in the Church that for the three days leading up to the Blessed Trinity, that there is a, a, a sort of, a, if you want, a, a liturgical formula, if you want, that, that of praise, and it's called the Trisajum, and it is simply sort of a hymn of praise to the Blessed Trinity, Father, Son, and, and Holy Spirit, and today, perhaps as we begin our prayer, it's good for us to, to well, connect with that, to so, glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, to the Blessed Trinity, be glory, be honor and be praise. The liturgical year culminates, we can say, in this feast that we will celebrate on Sunday. And so it is an an invitation, it's kind of like an upward movement. And so it is the whole church just comes together. And the Blessed Trinity, we give them honor and praise and, and glory. And in our prayer today that we want to do that, lift up our hearts in praise of the Blessed Trinity. And going to the Father, to the Son, and then to the Holy Spirit. Asking each of those three persons, perhaps distinguishing them, to help us even now in our time of prayer. The gospel for the mass uh, on Sunday it is from it is taken. Well, the first reading, sorry, is taken from the book of the Writer the Romans. And Saint Paul he says. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of sonship when we cry, Abba, Father. It is the Spirit himself bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we are children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may be glorified with him. So, St. Paul, in his, in his, uh, in this writing, in here, in this letter, that he brings together that, I, that well, we get that idea, or not just an idea, that reality of the Spirit of God that is working in us, making us like Christ and with Christ. We cry, Abba, Father. We go to, to the Father. Well, Perhaps it's good for us, and now also in our prayer to, to make, this, uh, make this something very real for us. And maybe we too can cry out, no, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. And going to the Spirit, come Holy Spirit, change us, move us, unite us, make us more like, more like Christ so that united with him that our lives may be a hymn of praise and, and glory to, to the Father. And so we see that how we can be dealing with the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all the time. And the three, they're they are all there working together. The Feast of the Blessed Trinity is something we can feel as being very close or very dear to us. I don't know if you know that, that the, the, our country Trinidad actually means, means Trinity in Spanish. So the story is that, that Christopher Columbus, when he was approaching Trinidad from the south, that he looked up and he saw three hills. And those, uh, they're called the Trinity Hills. They actually aren't that clear, they aren't that easy to see, but they're there, they're there. And they reminded him of the Blessed Trinity. So that's where the story goes. So when he saw those three hills, he said, decided he would, that this country would be Trinidad—that's Spanish—and in English it means Trinity. And so that, that the feast, this feast of the Blessed Trinity, it is something that certainly we can connect with. You know, it is—it is our very our our feast. It's like a patron feast almost for us who are Trinidadians. Well, we know for short we call ourselves Trinis. That it's kind of funny. I mean, that you know, just recently I went in a. In a school, chatting with some children in a classroom, and, uh, and and I can't remember how it came up. I told them, I was telling them a joke, you know, a joke about, you know, there's typical jokes. They said there's a an American, a Russian, and a Trini, and a Trinidadian are together, and uh, so a t- typical joke that starts that way. And they ch- and when I said Trinidadian, they kind of looked at me like, "What's that? What's a Trinidadian?" <laughs> Trinidadian, Trinidad. I said Trini. Oh, Trini, a Trini. <laughs> so, I don't know, like the word Trini, and it's just falling out of use now. Now it's just like a Trini. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> but anyway, the point is that there'll be a Trini, and they say that God is a Trini. Everybody says that, so especially around the hurricane season. You know that you know all the other islands they get mashed up. You know, hurricane passes, and then of course we'll go just between Trinidad and Tobago. And then go and then wreak havoc in all the other islands. So my just just pass just above, you know. And, and then, so Trinadians always get away. You know, so, and they have all kind of all kind of jokes that come out when a, whenever there's a hurry, a, a tropical storm in the region. You know, people sort of, kind of, you know, make jokes. We're still. <laughs> the Sappan is only when KFC closed down. We take seriously how warnings. You know, that's that's basically. If KFC closing, while well, serious. <laughs> <It was> serious. <laughs> well, so, so we joke about those things, and we say, okay, because uh, God is a trinity, right? So, of course, we're safe, we're good. All right. Well, but in a way, in a way, it's true. God is, He is a trinity of persons. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that's what um this and that is what this feast reminds us about, and we especially, I guess as we live here, okay, we're not, not going beyond just the old the joke you know that in God is a trini that it is it makes sense that as Trinidadians, as Trinis we you know we connect, we make that connection, you know, and those are the little things that uh, that help help us. It may seem silly, but we ask ourselves when, you know, when I'm reminded that I'm a Trinity. when I hear that word Trinidad, for, which can happen in many different ways, when we say the anthem, for example, in your school, you know, we would say, I'm in Trinidad, and, oh God bless our country, or Trinidad. Uh, well, do we, do we remember the Blessed Trinity? Okay, there's a little language thing there, because it isn't, it's not, it's not an English word. But there's something that's good for us to think about, you know, it's because, the, just think of how often that word would come up just because we live here in this country. You know, one of the typical things, you know, for example, if you have to, well, have to travel, it's always uh, almost annoying the amount of times you have to write Trinidad on your immigration form. So it says, okay, passport issued and Trinidad, and then, you know, when you date a place of birth, you know, turn it out again. You almost say, you know what, I think I'm going to make a stamp for Trinidad on it. So you don't have to fill up form. You just, you know, kind of. <laughs> you have to, you know, you're writing it over and over and over and over again, you know. you lot of times you have to say, you know, Trinidad, Trinidad. But, but okay, we can turn it around. Instead of saying I'm going to be vexed or annoyed with this, you say, let me see an aspiration. Praise the Blessed Trinity. Glory to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, glory and praise to to, to the Father. Glory and praise to the Blessed Trinity. Three persons, one God. And we can remember and call to mind that, that the doctrine that we have of the Blessed Trinity has been handed on to us with great sacrifice. Sometimes it helps to go over the history of the church and to see that how... There were the dogma of three persons in one God, right That's what we mean by the Blessed Trinity. That, that dogma was challenged in, in several times during the history of the church. And in a very special way, in the third century, there was a heresy that was called Arianism. So that Arian was a guy that what he, what he did was he, he tried to fit the gospel's message into his philosophical ideas. So he couldn't understand because, of course, nobody has experience of how you can have one nature and three persons. Because normally, if there's one nature, one person, one substance, then it's one person. You know? So, And and that's it. That's just what our experience. But now we say there's one substance and there are three persons. So for him, it seemed kind of imaginary. So he said, no, what it is, is that there's just one substance and one person, and Jesus is created. He's not, he doesn't exist eternally. And, so, and that, that heresy became actually very deep-rooted. And he used parts of the gospel where Jesus would say, you know, the Father is greater than I. And like when, you know, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus says, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Sort of showing uh, like weakness in a way. And so he didn't have that power to, to do with his own self. So that you know, so and doing this the, is that it became very, very widespread, and and it seemed as though you know that I mean Christianity almost seemed that would be was was just going to disappear practically. But then Athanasius came and he fought that doctrine, and he was exiled, and, and the Council of Constant- or the Council of Nicaea reaffirmed that doctrine. You know, three persons, one God one substance three persons not not three not three gods not three infinite beings not three immense beings but one immense being one god one everlasting being father is not the son the son is not the father praise the blessed trinity father son and holy spirit to be laus to be gloria to be gratio max secula semper may the name may the may the blessed trinity be praised adored And love the ball. All things for all that they have done from the beginning of time. The story of salvation. The three have been there, working, acting, and so too in your lives, in your, in your journey. The three have been there, acting and working, just as the Trinity has acted in the history of salvation, bringing about the redemption of the world. So too the Blessed Trinity acts, bringing about your own renewal, your sanctification. And your apostolic efficacy, even, even right now. So it's good then that in our prayer we, we try to ask our Lord, maybe ask our lady. Our lady is connected to this blessed Trinity in a very special way. A very special way. She is, she is the mother of Jesus. And so she's the mother of the Son. She's the spouse of the Holy Spirit because remember the Annunciation. When the angel said. Told her you shall be a son. And she said yes. Then the Holy Spirit how? It said how shall this be? The Holy Spirit shall come over you. So and the child to be born will be called Holy. So spouse of the Holy Spirit. And then we know that she's in a very special way. She is the daughter of God the Father. She was conceived immaculate. So in a very very special way. That old lady. She. From the first, from the moment of her conception, she was full of grace. So the, the, the angel greeted a hail full of grace. So she's God's most beautiful and perfect creature. So you see that she's very much that, that divine filiation was there bubbling over in her from, from the very first moment. So she's that daughter of God. Mary, daughter of God the Father. Mother of God, the Son, spouse of God, the Holy Spirit, greater than you, is God alone. It makes sense that we turn to, to Our Lady and ask Mary, help us to have a greater connection, like you did, with the Blessed Trinity, and how to use ordinary things like that when we have to, when we're fritting out of form, when we we hear about you know the name of our country, when it's the feast like on Sunday, to, uh, when we hear about that. To, in our hearts to have some words of praise, of thanksgiving, of honor, petition. It's interesting that when you read about the lives of saints, that they, didn't, they did that. It was something, it's almost natural to them. And you know, saint of Samaria was amusing in that sense because his, uh, he would always, he liked looking for things that related to the number three. So, of course, three was his favorite number or multiples of three so that would be 3 it would be 9 okay so especially those numbers and why was this was it his favorite number because it reminded him of the blessed trinity so it would be a chance for him to in his heart sing the father son holy spirit and and three three persons one god and savor that you know that that wonderful you know doctrine which for him, it's such a mystery, and he would say, well, "Gosh, that you know," and he would feel happy. He doesn't understand it because he said, "If I understood perfectly God, how what a poor God that would be." And so he would, it would, he moved to, to, to have to marvel and be in awe at God's greatness and His Majesty and His and His great love that's poured out you know, constantly each day upon us. So that sometimes, you know, he would have. Uh like sometimes in a woman when when, when he, where he lived that there would be some gift and he it won't be enough to go around there a lot of people and he'd auction it off. So he would say, Okay, if someone can guess the number that I'm thinking of, it's his right and then everybody would say, Nine okay, or how you how do you all know it? Or three you know? it's always the same, you know, it's always the same number. So it's sort of like just like a joke really at the end of the day. Well it was just things like that. And and, and then St. Augustine, you know, for example. You know, St. Augustine, in his, theor- in, in his writings, it seems almost, I wouldn't say superficial, but trivial, that, that he would also be, be looking for the threes in creation. And he would notice it even in, in simple things. The fact that in, everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end, you know, for example. It's something which we would say, well, of course, but... But that structure, beginning, a middle, and end, he would say, "Well, there's a three, and, and we you see that in nature. And there he say, "Wow, the blessed Trinity again," you know. All that, you know, that he would see that in that there is, um, I don't know, that just the day, you know. There's, you know, that we would see how how there's always that middle ground, you know. It's nighttime, then then daytime, but there's a sort of in the middle of transition, you know. So. And then he would see it also like in, in parents, you know, you always have in you know, how, how there is procreation, his father, mom, and children. There is also a three. So you would see the Blessed Trinity there. And then even inside of us, it's interesting that he, see, he elaborated the doctrine of the Blessed Trinity, thinking about the image of God in man. So he says that we have our, our will, our intelligence. And then also there's the subject which is us, you know, with our passions and whatever. So that threesome. He's always been looking at the three you know, our will, intelligence and the eye and and actually use that to explain the Blessed Trinity. You know, you say that in the intelligence it has an idea, God can actually like have an idea of his own self. Okay, and that's like the generation, that's like the Sun. So his idea of himself and of his goodness, and of his beauty. So in us, our idea is just a concept, but in God, it's, 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 it's actually, because God is, is pure being, there's nothing, no potential in God, so the idea of himself is, is an object of his love. And so that's a generation, but it continues to be his own self. And then the love that, that God has for himself, for, that I, for, the, for, the, for the idea, for that, that is that which he is, his knowledge has produced, that's the Holy Spirit. The love between the two is the Holy Spirit. So you have that generation, so you have affiliation, paternity, and then the Spirit, inspiration, the love between the two. And so it was a very wonderful analogy that we still use today to have some glimpse of what that inner life of God is like. And, and that is so, that's so beautiful, just seeing how in us there's that, there's that dynamic that is there. So it's good that we too ask we we've been going to our lady in our prayer, asking her to help us. You so know it's hard to grapple with the reality of the Blessed Trinity. So because it seems so abstract. And but it's, we can to go to our lady and ask her, Mary, help us have that familiarity. And first of all stirring up our devotion to the Blessed Trinity. And also at the same time that we like you know, like these saints, you know, that we just we see their action in little ways, and we use little things to remind us to praise to thank and to bless the, bless the blessed the blessed Trinity and you and I especially as it is as it is a, a special a special day for us or here in and Tobago well the So we'll be talking about that eye there, that personal relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, Saint Josemaria, he has uh, a wonderful little um, quote here, which is from Forge. God is my Father, he writes. If you meditate on it, you will never let go of this consoling thought. Abba, Father, Abba, um, that is what... St. Paul tells us what we read in the, in, that, in the first reading. And then he says, Jesus is my dear friend, another thrilling discovery, who loves me with all the divine madness of his heart. Jesus is my dear friend. And so, let me think, think, of, think of the Mass. In the Mass, in a very special way, is where we are aware of and connected to the action of the Blessed Trinity. So do we say, through him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, All well, glory and honor is yours, Almighty mighty Father, forever and ever. What a wonderful doxology there, bringing together the action of the Holy Spirit. And do we savor those words you know, of, of the Eucharist? We're asking our Lady to help us to bring things, bring it down to earth. May we help us so that our, our connection with the Blessed Trinity not just be something so abstract or... Or that the Trinity would not just be something so dis- distant for us. And help us. Make it real. Make it tangible. make it, Let us connect with it in, in, in all these in these little ways. And have a words of praise on our lips and for the Blessed Trinity. And in the very special ways, the Mass. The Holy Spirit is my consoler who guides my every step along the road. Consider this often. You are God's and God is yours. You are God and God is yours. You know, just recently I was reading a commentary on that part of the Mass, and you know, there it was you know how Samir, he would say, The divine outpouring of Trinitarian love. This is this is what the Eucharist is. When we go to Mass. That Trinitarian love, that life of the Blessed Trinity is poured out for us. And if you look at the liturgy, you see the prayers are to the Father. Times we go to the sun, especially that doxology which we, you know, where, where we we speak about, uh, where we, and then you know we we say the Our Father prayer. We go, go to the Father again, and so well, there are all these moments through Him, which means purify being purified with Him. It means united to His sacrifice with Him, and through Him, with Him, in Him. It means that our now our, our new life, which is a missionary one in Christ. So we take up our little cross of each, of each day and, and that we live in him, carrying on the, 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 his mission, and the church's mission, even now, right where we are. And, and this is the action of the Holy Spirit in us. One of the things that St. Josemarie also advised us to do is, he would say, to go to the Trinity in heaven, go to the Trinity on earth, through the Trinity on earth. So we are here also in our prayer just doing that, trying to bring the Trinity down, we could say. and Well, we can also bring our own selves up. And to do that, a good way, a good path is the Trinity on earth. And you would say, Trinity on earth, what's that? Well, Trinity on earth is the Holy or the Holy Family. Jesus, Mary, and, Jesus, and Joseph. So Jesus is already there. One one of the places of the Blessed Trinity is already there. but But it's in a way that Joseph uh, sort of helps us to, to deal with Our Lady more. And then with Our Lady, mothers, they want the best for their children. So Mary, through the Eucharist and through the meditation on the Word and through the sacraments, Mary leads us to her son. She wants us to be like him, the best that we can be. And when we are with Jesus, We are purified by his sacrifice, by his cross, cleanses us. We are purified that all authority has been given to him. And so he exercises that authority in order to lift us up out of our weakness and our defects. And Jesus then his through his passion, he the Holy Spirit can act in us and we can be like we share his life. And so Jesus introduces us to the we can say he wins for first the grace of the Spirit and he leads us to the Father and so, that, so that we accomplish and continue to do his designs. We live out our vocation. We discover our calling, which comes from the Father. And our life acquires a vocational sense, not just, not just doing, reacting to circumstances. We have a specific calling and it is part of the plans of the Father for us. And, but we are in touch with it because we share the life of Jesus and so everything is brought together we have a certain mission in the church all with, with, all with, with Jesus all all with Peter to Jesus through Mary so again we see how Mary knighted to the, to the father to, to the Pope they go to Jesus and Jesus, Leads us then to the Blessed Trinity. Well, it's just sort of it's, it's a, when you think about it, it's, it's it's a nice way, really, because isn't it true that that we can connect more easily, you know, with our Lord on the cross? We we connect with our Lady who's a mother. We can connect with Joseph who's a father. Isn't it true that these are realities that some that are, are a bit closer? Well, then, doesn't it, it make sense that that if we, we want to reach the Blessed Trinity, which is where our life of prayer must lead, and where that, you know, those gifts of the Holy Spirit, they, they draw us, it is to the Father. You know, that that's what it's about. It's all about. It's, it's, it's all about really reaching, the, the, reaching that inner life of God, wisdom, which is almost as a second sense in us. Well, this is a way. This is a good way. It's good that we, we go to Our Lady and, and, and St. Joseph. Help us, help us. We want to imitate you, follow you. We consider, for example, of how you pondered all these things in your hearts. Think of Our Lady's life of prayer, you know, for example. And St. Joseph, the gospel speaks to us of Joseph as a man of prayer, how we understood. The gospel is a dream, but we can understand it as being a life of prayer. And they were led by the Spirit, well, let us accompany them and and ask them so that we too can be attentive to the promptings of the Spirit and then seeking out the will of the Father in spite of the challenges and the difficulties it may obtain that it may entail we can ask ourselves am I seeking out the will of the Father am I am I seeking out God's will and God's providence in my life even though it may mean taking up the cross to be more identified with Christ? Am I, careful? am I taking care of my life of prayer each day? Do I go to the Scriptures to learn about the life of Jesus and try to trying to imitate, imitate him and be close to him and be His friend? Jesus my friend? We can consider also our mission. Jesus' last words to his apostles point to the saving mission and their missions, mission as well to be witnesses of this of his saving designs and to proclaim the good news to many. Well, so too on the Feast of the Blessed Trinity we know that it is God's plan that it is that everything be brought back and, and came out of the Trinity and somehow returns to it so that but this then, but God who created us, who came out to us without our will, our freedom, is not going to bring us in back without our freedom. And so he counts on, on your yes, your correspondence. Let us trust in the power of the gospel. This is what Pope Francis wrote in a recent, um, in a recent document, you know, to trust in the power of the gospel. Am I aware of my mission to bring the gospel to my friends and, and to the world? We, well, these are things that it's is good for us to consider on the Feast of the Blessed Trinity. Do I have that, that focus, clear vision? Well, perhaps we can end here with uh, this is a wonderful quote where this is uh, from Father of the Church, what an astonishing mystery. There is one Father of the universe and one word, the Logos, Son, and also one Holy Spirit. Everywhere, one and the same. And there is also one virgin become mother. And I should like to call her church. So though we are many with the Blessed Trinity, we are united and we are we are all together as one. Well let us then go to the end of our prayer, going to Our Lady and asking her to bring our praise of the Blessed Trinity to the throne of to to the throne of God, and and help us also to to make the Blessed Trinity a, a, a really in- integral and ordinary almost I can a part of our lives. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Pray for us.